Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Posters up around parts of Dublin anyway have annoyed some people. Um, I know they're down at Houston train station and we're talking about a big white poster. I'm looking at a, at a photograph of it here with the writing, it's like milk but made for humans. And on the right of the poster, there's a carton of oatly milk on the side. And some people are annoyed about these posters. Caitlin is with us on the line in Dublin. Caitlin, are you angered by this? Um, I'm not angry about this at all. I think it's just an interesting part of the conversation about um, the different things that we put in our bodies and the ways that we get all of the different things we put in our bodies. And there has been an evolution in what we drink for a myriad of reasons. So are you an oat milk drinker? I am, yes. I don't drink cow milk. I am strongly pro-oat milk. I think it tastes much better on my coffee. And what is it? Is that a taste? Is it ethical? Is it sustainability questions? What's your... What was your reason in the first place? So initially it was um, because of environmental reasons. So cow milk takes about 13 times more water to make than oat milk. Um, It has 10 times more land requirements than oat milk. Um, And you have a massive methane um, emission from uh, cow milk as well. So those are the initial reasons. Um, But since I sort of transitioned over to oat milk, I actually much prefer it. And if I do go and get myself a coffee and someone um, messes up my order and I end up with cow cow milk, I actually just really don't enjoy it as much. I much prefer the taste now. Okay, so a couple of different reasons for you. One of the questions, though, that's often raised by people whenever we have this discussion um, is the fact that, like, there's there is considerable levels of water though used in the production of oat milk. There, there is, but it's still way lower than cow milk. So it's thirteen times more per liter to make cow milk than oat milk. One of the reports I was looking at today, not to get into the whole, you know. Uh, finer details of this, but a gallon of oat milk takes about 48 gallons of water to produce. Yes, and a ga- and a litre of cow milk, so this is where it kind of gets a little bit, you have to do all of the maths, um, can take up to a thousand litres of water. Okay. So that's pretty dramatic. Yeah, oh yeah, um, look, I mean, there's... It's also da- changed depending on which country you're looking at. So uh, in Europe, our, our cow milk is more efficient. Um, in Africa, in Asia cow milk production is much less efficient. So it does become difficult to make those comparisons when you're looking at the numbers based on which country. Yeah, so more, the cow's milk contributes more carbon emissions than than alternative milks, effectively, in a nutshell. Ruth is on the line as well, Caitlin. Stay with us because I just want to get a variety of voices, um, hear people's opinions on this today and, and whether or not the erection of these posters is something that bothers you when you're getting on the train. I've heard, heard people there, seen people on the text line getting in touch already to talk about some of the posters, I think, or there's banners even on some of the buses as well. Um, Ruth is on the line. Ruth, are you bothered by these posters? Um, well, actually, no, I'm down in Galway, so don't, don't actually see a lot of them, but um, I am aware that they're not actually, the, the posters aren't, aren't actually advertising an Irish product either. And like, if you think about it, like milk is a commodity, you know what I mean? It's a very important commodity. And like, they're kind of like, it's uh, like, if you think about it, they're going to be putting people out of business in Ireland as well. You know what I mean? Like farmers and you know, I think it's so short-sighted like, that we're not actually looking at the bigger picture and kind of maybe helping farmers to go sustainable and things like that, you know, and sort of 
instead of factory farming, making milk, you know, kind of make it small scale. And like Caitlin was saying there, you know, like depending on where you live on the planet, it's different, you know. So like while veganism, like if you were closer to the equator, veganism is going to be much easier to do. But like the further away from the equator you go, it gets really dif- like difficult to maintain strict veganism. It's not impossible, mm. you know. Are you so like very short sighted? Okay, yeah. is it short sighted, Caitlin? Um, in my mind, no. Like we do need to consider the fact that whilst this particular product, yes, is an international product, it is made in the EU. Um, but it's so Oatly is, is the product is made in the EU. Um, and yes, there there is an issue with that. But we don't have a massive debate every time a product from another country is advertised in Ireland. I think we have a sensitive sensitivity around dairy because we do have such a, a strong um, connection to our land and to dairy farmers over here. And that's fine. That's valid. Um, but it doesn't mean that we should be getting really upset about advertising of a different product. And especially when we do have Irish oat milk brands and they are fantastic. Flavins is entirely Irish. All of their oats are Irish and they make excellent oat milk. So yes, Oatly has many issues. Um, It's not an Irish product, but that doesn't mean that we need to get upset about any advertising of non-Irish products. Okay. Uh, Ruth, what's your... Do you... Are you a dairy uh, milk drinker or or do you Um, you, you go for some of the alternatives? Yeah. (laughs) What I prefer to do is actually, I like to support organic small farmers if I can, because I think that we still need them. And what, you know, like, I don't agree with putting them out of business. So I believe in balance, you know, as well. So I think that, like, I drink raw organic milk. There's a company here in Galway. And I also think milk is seasonal. It should be seasonal. So for the four months of winter, you can't buy it. So you have to use an alternative. But it's a raw organic milk, so it's not pasteurized. Small farmer, they use milk bo- uh, glass bottles, which he takes back and reuses. Um, so, and the whole thing about emissions as well, and like Caitlin was saying, like, it's more efficient in some countries Mm. like dairy farming is more efficient in like in Ireland than it is in Africa. So, you know, those statistics for, you know, saying, okay, take this much water, take this much water, you know, it's like that's statistics, that's averages where it's different in Ireland. And I think we should be supporting. And I think if you're going to advertise billboards, I think advertise like an Irish company or, but I think like you have to look at only it's a conglomerate, you know, Donald Trump, I think has, has a shares. I was it, looking okay. on the side of the the carton actually um, a photograph of it earlier today, and I, I couldn't actually uh, see where um, it was pro- yeah, pro- it's, produced. It's like they're knocking down rainforests. Produced like, yeah. from it, right? So okay, like but yeah, but Caitlin, you made the point. See, I suppose was, there's alternative <laughs> brands out there as well. Absolutely. Oatly, I would not personally support um, because, as uh, as was mentioned, they are 10% owned by the Blackstone Group. Um, the Blackstone Group is an international conglomerate. Um, okay. They're an equity firm that okay. is anti-sustainability, Trump-supporting, and is responsible okay. for rain, uh, Amazon okay. rainforest deforestation. Okay. <laughs> let, let me bring in Ian as well. Um, Ian, I, I saw you actually posting about um, this uh, this particular poster that's up where you had it up online yourself. I think, have we got Ian on the line? No, we'll come back to Ian maybe in a moment uh, a text in from a listener who says oat milk shouldn't be called milk in the first place at all another listener asking what about the side effects of the ingredients in some oat milks uh, this listener why isn't why isn't it called oat juice for example is it not just the exact same as orange juice uh, we'll try and get the answer the actual 
um, educated answer to some of these questions for you on the programme. Keep sending them in though, 53106. Mervyn is with us. Mervyn, you are a farmer. Um, are you annoyed about this poster? Um, to be honest, I really didn't pass a whole lot of heat on it because I kind of just block out all that rubbish, to be honest. Um, if what you rubbish? start passing heat on, well, maybe rubbish is the wrong way to describe it. Um, um, but there's a certain amount of propaganda out there and there's a certain amount of misinformation and um, people get hold of that and make life-changing decisions um, on the back of it. So maybe that's why I've described it as rubbish. Yeah. Now, well, what kind what of propaganda exactly are you talking about? <sighs> we'll say, let's just take a simple uh, vegan diet um, sort of saving the planet compared to cows that are breeding out methane and destroying the planet. Like, that's a very, very simple uh, explanation. And if you want to go deeper into it, first of all, you're... What are you tarring? Are you tarring Irish cows? Are you talking about American cows that have big, massive feedlots and that are being fully grain-fed? They're out on kind of... They're either in sheds all year round or they're being fed grain concentrates, GM grain concentrates. What are we actually talking about here? So there's, there's an awful lot of differences to start with. But if you go back to, we'll say, an Irish and, and just... Stop getting away, maybe I, I can get carried away. Um, stop getting away from maybe the, the, the whole point that you're talking about now. I am a farmer. I'm not a dairy farmer. Okay. Um, we're mixed farmers here. So we grow crops. We grow oats. Um, we grow barley, wheat, beans, and cover crops then in between, um, in between the, the, the growing seasons. So if we don't have a crop in the ground that's a cash crop, we have a field that looks like a field of weeds, but mm. it's actually a field of a lot of different species of plants that's all bringing something different to the soil and protecting the soil and also holding on to nutrients that would otherwise be leached away. Okay, But that crop will then um, be grazed by animals and those animals will turn that crop back into um, available nutrients for the next crop and that will be so on then after. So it's, it's all like, crop production and animal production it needs to be integrated and will take um, organic. I looked at organic here mm. and for me, I don't see it as uh, an environmentally friendly option for where I'm located. I'm right beside Loch Ree here on the River Shannon okay. and we have um, nesting lapwings that come in every year. Now, we don't plough. We're direct drilling all our crops. So straight away, if we were organic, we would have to plough. And by ploughing, we will destroy the whole soil structure of the ground. And that then, in turn, gets rid of all the um, the air pockets and things that that lend itself to the microbes and the life that's in the soil. You're also destroying all the little tunnels that the earthworms have and you're releasing nitrogen and carbon up into the air when you, when you, when you plough. So we're not doing any of that. Now, we do have to use chemicals. Mm. The, we do the least amount of chemical use as we can. And we yeah. are pulling back okay. slowly, but you don't just go cold turkey. Okay. But what, I'm, what I'm trying to say is, um, yes, organic sounds great, 
and it is great in some situations. But hard for you to make the adjustment too. And yeah. we okay. To, let me let me bring in Mervyn if you don't mind. Stay with me because I just want, as I said, want to get a couple of voices in here. Um, Ian is on the line. Ian, you actually, I saw you you posted one of these posters or the pictures online um, about this poster that I'm I'm talking about today. Were you annoyed about it? Uh, I was interested because it's uh, a situation we all need to talk about. What you know? What is the best diet for? All to have, and we have different diet needs. We have, we have we have different constitutions, but the impact of food production, um, Ireland and globally, is wrong at the moment in every way. Explain Before we look at the this. Irish context, we have to talk about global. The impact of meat and dairy just has to be reduced. But it's not it's not as easy as that. There are. Um, Plant-based food mm. needs also to stand up to, to to justification, to looking at the full footprint. So that almond milk, different issues, water consumption yeah, in, yeah. in California. Oh, yeah, and one of the big things for the, the oat industry, isn't it, the reliance on um, synthetic fertilisers and, 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 the, and their use, isn't that? That's one of the big complainants about it. Yeah, so I posted, um, anybody goes to Houston Station in Dublin at the moment. We'll see there's a big uh, It's a huge poster. Campaign. It's huge. It's a poster campaign. But the message um, that it's communicating uh, is relevant, which is that we need to be looking at alternatives to animal products. And if you look at, you know, there are people on one side, there are vegan, there are vegan uh, promoters, but equally you hear the, the, the meat and Dairy industry mm. talking about it, you know, it's it's make, making its own case. But the fact is, we have serious propaganda and misrepresentation. The Irish, not just globally, but in Ireland in particular, you know, the the fields of perennial ryegrass that are nitrate fertilised across Ireland are mm. being rightly described as a green desert okay. in terms of. Um, I do I, the, the impact on nature, I, but I just want to make it clear: I'm not at the same time promoting imported oat milk. You I see, would this like is the thing, and I think this is where people are are, are somewhat confused about this because for a lot of people getting in touch on the text line on the text today, um, the, you know, they're, they're opting or looking at alternatives, and there's lots of new, you know, uh, like the oat milk is relatively new to the dairy freeze scene there's lots of other alternatives as well but people are questioning like if they're moving to that and we're hearing about it in the context of the greenhouse gas emissions and methane and all that goes with that if we're importing it from this you know from wherever it's coming from the states or wherever and the almonds for the almond milk and I think a big question for people is are they actually more eco-friendly is it more eco-friendly to drink oat milk. I mean, different conversation, perhaps, obviously, if you're talking about it from the eth- ethical considerations. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. We're talking about um, this poster that is erected down at Houston Station. It's a big white poster and it reads, It's like, like milk but made for humans. Um, And it's a carton of oat milk for Oatly on the side of the poster. And I believe there is other posters around Dublin. I don't know if they're in other parts of the country. If they are, do let us know. But the point we're asking today um, is whether or not you are annoyed about this because some people are 
pretty annoyed about these posters up around, um, I suppose, advertising or telling people, advising people, whatever way you want to look at it, promoting uh, oat milk over dairy products. And we've a lot of reaction to this on the programme. Uh, Liam is with us on the line. Liam, I believe you are an oat milk producer. You, why did you get in touch? Sorry, uh, yeah, I'm one of the few, uh, we're, we're an Irish company using Irish oat milk. <coughs> and we're probably, with the exception of one other brand, we're probably the only brands out there supplying, using Irish grown oats. So I suppose that's that's the first point in across mm. in our brand oat in the city. I suppose we started off, we're in a lot of super value stores, we're in the fresh, Dunnybrook Fairs, Martins, Nolans, and we're doing quite well. But I suppose <coughs> I find it quite strange is that people get obsessed with, say, calling it milk. I'd be more worried about the fact that you're calling it, say, an oat milk or an almond milk, and chances are there's only about maybe two or three percent. Sorry, no, go on ahead. There's only two to three percent of the raw material in it. The rest of it's probably water, and the rest is probably transported from a country that's probably struggling with water supply and drought. And I think the marketing is very, very good because it gets people talking about it. Mm. Is it milk? Is it not a milk? But I think the conversation needs to move is okay. Really, the conversation needs to be moved away from the marketing piece and saying, <clears throat> how can it be sustainable if we're transporting water from an arid region, well, that's what I, I using been... <laughs> energy, using supply, <laughs> using electricity yeah. and transporting across? And my second point, I suppose, is if, if there was, I don't know, German milk or American milk, dairy milk sitting on the shelf in a Tesco or a Dunn's or any retailer, there would be war. But for some reason on the tillage-based system or the plant-based economy, that's acceptable. And I just don't, I can, can never get that point across mm. to people that we, 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 we are obsessed with, do we call it milk, do we call it a drink? It doesn't really matter. What matters is that, that carbon footprint of that product. And if you're using products, almonds grown in some parts of America, consuming enormous amounts of water, mm. then adding water to it and when you drink it, we did a comparison of all the oat milks on the marketplace two years ago during COVID. And, it, and we, put it, we benchmarked it against carbonated orange. Do you see your Fanta orange or your regular orange? And 80% of them had more sugar than the, than the carbonated drink. Mm. But you see, some people are just choosing to drink oat milk. It's a lifestyle thing. I, I, you know, and the and more it does not, it, the better yeah, because it, it means it's, my, my it's, face are going to go Yeah, up. yeah no, I know there's a, there's a good I, I boost for you in that. This, but, but yeah, it's, people have this image that it's more it's sustainable, good for me. yeah, yeah, and, and look, maybe and it, maybe it it it, it isn't, um, maybe it isn't as as bad as some of the others. But it's funny that you talk about how it's branded because I did read a couple of messages that come in today from people who who say that it shouldn't be called oat milk at all. Why isn't it called called oat juice? Look, legally, you can't. So we, we, are, we call ours an oat drink. I know there's loads of different people in different ways and whatever else and all, all of that. I just think you're missing the point. <laughs> the milk, I think when people, we did, a, we did it again on, on Google. People have, they know that it's, it's a milk. So when, you, when they type up oat drink, they don't type up oat drink, they type it oat milk, almond milk. It's, it's the vocabulary that people use now and people mm. need to accept that point. And it's now what we need to focus on. And it's back to, I suppose, when we drank orange juice in the 80s. It wasn't orange juice. It was concentrated sugar. Mm. And I think that conversation, and then somewhere along the line, we, we, we now demand freshly squeezed orange juice. 
And I think that point needs to move across on the oatmeal okay. as well, that okay. we need to look under the bonnet and see what what's inside that product. How yeah. much sugar is there? Where is it grown? And is it carbon neutral? Because a lot of people that move over to that vegan, vegetarian diet, or, or like most of us, including myself, we're flexitarian. We think it's better for us and better for the environment. But our research would say that's questionable. And, and then I suppose my last point is, I'm a farmer as well, and I've mixed livestock enterprise. And look, my dream is to have a brand and, and, and be able to go from farm to fork. Now, I'm not there yet. Mm. But if we get rid of all our livestock and all our animals, you one, most of the, a lot of that, the land in Ireland is not suitable for tillage. And secondly, mm. we need that organic manure from that animal to grow our crops naturally and to reduce our dependence on chemical fertilizer. Okay. I think we've got, um, Liam, stay with us if you don't mind. Thank and you. thank you for, for getting in touch with us because it is, it's interesting to hear, I suppose, uh, the elements of the backstory there that, that Liam highlighted. I think Ian is back with us on the line. Um, Ian, I was just chatting to you there uh, just before the, before the ad break, but like, there's interesting points there that Liam has raised around I suppose the discussion where this goes to and when you look at some of the the other alternative milks or the oat milks or whatever that we're importing into the country, you might have to ask how eco-friendly are some of them? Well, that's why we need to produce our own oat milk. Now, I'm not going to promote any particular brand. Um, But uh, on my Twitter the other day, which got got a reaction, I, I also posted a tweet that we should be if we're looking at oat milk, well, we should be looking for Irish oat milk. So anybody can do an internet search and find out what's there. And I'd like to see a lot more Irish oat milk being produced so we so we get these imported things off the supermarket shelves. And that means the oat producer has to bring production up to the scale that the major the major supermarkets uh, can, can, can take the, the, the product. Uh, what's also encouraging is that I very much appreciate the experience of farmer and Lockery there with, with organic um, Irvin, yeah. When you're looking at, 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 at organic, clearly the justification has to be to, to improve the status of the land ecologically in terms of using chemical use and soil management. But, but Ireland has been way behind organic in comparison with other European countries. But under the new common agricultural policy support and the policies coming from Europe, there are now major, um, or at least the, the climate, the incentives, as well as the increasing consumer interest means that we're hopefully now going to see a lot more organic uh, in Ireland. But organic needs you know, needs a farm advisor mm-hmm. and a farm plan for that. For the, for yeah, the, for that absolutely. Farm. From from uh, from listening uh, to, to to Mervyn on on that a little earlier, uh, Liam or Ian, I should say, would you stay with me because I just want to bring in Louise as well. Louise Reynolds is um, a dietitian with the Irish Nutrition and Dietetic Association. Louise, is oat milk as healthy as dairy milk? Um, hi, Andrea. Well, I think that I mean, for listening to, I've been listening to all of the callers, and um, I know when your researcher called me, it was really to look at the nutrition side of things. And we've heard people make the choices for a whole lot of different reasons. And as a dietitian, I'm very aware of that. That there's lots of ways we can have a healthy, balanced diet. There's not only one way, you know, which is really important. And there's not one food that everybody has to eat to have a healthy diet. Um, certainly from a nutritional point of view, cow's milk is superior in terms of what it offers. So when you're following a vegan diet, if you're following a vegan diet, for example, you do need to be a little bit more careful and have a close look and do a bit of research. And certainly the younger the vegan is in terms of their age, the more care you need to take. And we do recommend that, you know, if somebody has a vegan 
lifestyle and they want to bring up their child as a vegan, we'd recommend to have a chat with a paediatric dietitian because the younger the child is, you know, the smaller the amount of food they're eating, it's even more important mm. that they get a very nutritious well, diet. And that's why cow's milk is kind of, yeah, it's well, a really good nutritious food. Well, there seemed to be a, a large yeah. disparity when I was looking at this a little earlier today, Louise, between the protein value of obviously the, you know, cow's milk versus any of the other alternatives that are in the market. Yeah, yeah. Well, a soya milk would be a good, um, it's the highest comparable them, in it? terms of protein. Yes, it is the highest of them. And I mean, now, I suppose soya milk for many years was the only alternative. And in fact, Lean is correct, and he knows that being a producer, they can't legally, in terms of like the European Court of Justice, it was in a, in a, a case a number of years ago. So the manufacturers are not allowed to call them milk. So they have to call them like an oat drink or oat beverage. Um, or I know you heard someone suggested oat juice. juice I haven't yeah. heard that one, but yeah, but legally you're not allowed to call it an oat milk. So that's why they're not obviously doesn't say that on the packet. But the soya one would have been around for a long time. Now we have, of course, oat, which we're talking about today. But there's also almond milk, rice milk, coconut, hemp milk. There's a whole range of different ones. And now protein would be the the one which is very important, as we know, for growth, particularly for children. And now we do get protein in lots of other foods. You know, we don't have to only get it from the milk or the alternative milk drink that we have. Um, But certainly cow's milk, so a glass of cow's milk, whether it's low fat or whole milk or skimmed, contains about 8 grams of protein, whereas a glass of oat milk, you know, it doesn't contain any protein, maybe 0.5 of a gram. Um, rice milk would be the same, coconut milk, almond milk would have about two grams. So I just feel as well, there's a huge interest in protein at the moment. People are buying protein bars. People yeah, are, protein you know, shakes protein. and all that goes with it. Protein yeah. shakes, exactly. Um, but they're having their protein shakes, shakes made from almond milk, whereas, you know, they could be getting a lot more protein by having a glass of cow's milk. And I know sports people in particular, low-fat cow's milk is a really good drink to have for recovery after sport and it's not just because of the protein it's really that the matrix of nutrients in cow's milk is kind of hard to beat in terms of mm. it's vitamin b2 b5 iodine potassium phosphorus like a whole range of nutrients now a lot of the manufacturers now do fortify the product so that's the first thing i'd say to anybody who's changing over or thinking of, of using an alternative or does use an alternative and um, beverage make sure that it has added calcium because again Cow's milk is a fantastic source. Well, it of won't have the same. It won't have the same nutritional value if it's not added, isn't that? That's the point Liam was making. No, it definitely won't. No, it definitely won't. And you have so, And also, just to point out to people, this is something that that a lot of people don't realise and are often surprised when when I say it to them that if if a, an alternative beverage, for example, an oat milk or a rice milk or whatever, if it is fortified with nutrients, and the reason they do that is to try and make it more like the cow's milk that it's substituting, and they put in the calcium. That calcium. In cow's milk, it is part of the product, so it's all throughout the whole milk. But in a, when it's added, it actually just falls out to the bottom. It kind of sediments to the bottom if the carton is standing in the fridge. And sometimes people don't drink a lot of these milks. They could have the carton, could last quite a while. You know, they might have just mm. put in a drop of it into your coffee. And um, so if it's all, if the calcium actually falls to the bottom. Okay. So then you pour out the drink and you're not getting it. Yeah. You shake it. Put the lid on, obviously. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. But just to make sure to do that, like it's a lot of the questions coming in today, funny Louise, on that are from people um, around queries around the n- nutritional values, actually, of some of the uh, the dairy alternatives that are currently out there on the market. It might be one to come back to for another day. I am going to have to take a short break, though. Louise Reynolds, dietitian, uh, Liam and um, also Ian there. Thanks a million for getting in touch with us. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.